0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Pittsburgh Steelwood fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harpin, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com here and your host of this Let's Ride Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. But this isn't just a regular Monday. I don't think so, at least this is a huge week. First and foremost, Christmas is this week. And, and if you listen to my Christmas memories podcast, which I think it ran last Wednesday, you know how geeked I get about Christmas. I love it. My kids love it. It's a great special time. I'm exhausted. I'll tell you that right now. I am physically drained. I am mentally trained, but it's all worth it. But it's also a huge week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because tonight, tonight, week 15, Monday Night Football, Paul Brown Stadium, the Pittsburgh Steelers will play the two 10-1 Cincinnati Bengals in hopes of putting an end to their losing streak, in hopes of restilling some confidence back in the team, in hopes of the offense actually showing some type of semblance of an NFL offense once again, it's a big week for a lot of reasons, for the fans, for the players, for the coaches, you name it. This is a huge week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. With that said, I wanted to do a show that really hit home the fact that I feel, in my personal opinion, that when I read Twitter and I read our live chat and in our, in our podcasts that are live on YouTube, you can find us on YouTube, go to youtube.com and search BTSC Steelers Radio. And (laughs) a shameless plug, I know, but still you, 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 see it in the live chat. There's a lot of people that after the Steelers barely beat the COVID ravaged Ravens in week 13, and then they lose to Washington at home the following week. And then they go to Buffalo last week in Sunday night football, and they lose again. They are so down on this team right now. I mean, they think that this team is done, done, done donezo, whatever you want to call it. That's why the headline and the title of this podcast is, is the Steelers season really over? And you might think, no, no, of course it's not over. And you know, I, if you've listened to this show enough, you know that I don't believe that it's over, but a lot of people out there do. A lot of people out there feel that this team has been exposed. A lot of people feel that this team has peaked and not at the right time. But at the same time, can we say that the season is over? When you look at the Steelers heading into week 15, a game against Cincy on the road, then they come home to play the Colts, then they go on the road in week 17 to Cleveland in a game that might not even matter. That might not even matter. That game could mean absolutely nothing, by the way. But still, a lot of fans, and you might be one of them, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you might be a fan that says, this team, they just don't have it. We thought they did. 11-0, we thought they did, but they don't have it. And so this is where my first question comes. What happened to the fan confidence? I know they've lost two in a row. I know they've been unimpressive at times this season. I know that the last three games have been very uninspiring. But where did the fan confidence go? I write this article for the website every game day. The Steelers fan confidence, I believe it was right after the Ravens game when they beat the Ravens, COVID depleted Ravens. I think there was like 96% confidence rating. And this is from the... SB Nation fan reacts uh, that they send out an email. It's pretty simple to sign up for actually. And you can just click on, are you confident in the team moving forward? They ask other questions too, but that's the one I always look at. The fan confidence from those people that are polled has plummeted to like 24%. I mean, it has dropped off a cliff. So that tells me And it kind of verifies what I've also thought from checking social media, the live chat during our podcast, things like that, that this fan base is thinking the worst. They are thinking the worst. They're trending in the wrong direction at the wrong time. Everyone says, you know, you want to be trending in the right direction at the right time. You want to be playing your best football come January. You want to be hitting your stride as you get into the playoffs, well, the Steelers have already locked up a playoff spot, but I don't think anyone in their right mind would tell you that they're trending in the right direction right now. I wouldn't even say that. And I'm a very optimistic Steeler fan. Before we get into the issues that the Steelers face, and how not everything is bad, how the sky is not falling, you know, let's not become a bunch of little chicken littles out there that, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. I don't let's not go there just yet. But before we get to that, let's look at some of the other NFL teams that played this week. Okay. Because is it possible? Is it really possible that there are some other teams that are going through some lulls right now? Is it possible that there are some other NFL organizations that had some bad losses that really are trying to kind of figure them, figure things out? Yeah, there are. So the Kansas City Chiefs, they're the the big, they're the big name team. The Super Bowl champions last year, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, um you name it they've got travis kelsey they're very good roster very good team very good team and they should be the front runners for a lot of reasons but you know what they barely beat the new orleans saints 32 to 29 and if you watch that game or even some of that game you saw that there were issues and i gotta be honest with you kansas city if if you're sitting here and you've watched that team play for any amount of time there's a couple things you know are facts no lead is safe with the chiefs that's been clear for the last 12 months and then some. Uh, You also know that the Chiefs are never going to let their foot off the gas, ever. But at the same time, they're also a team that is struggling in a lot of ways. They are a defense that has been giving up some points. They're a team that's finding a way to win close football games. I believe that four or five of their last games have been decided by one score or fewer. And they are struggling to keep Patrick Mahomes... Upright. Now, Patrick Mahomes is a freak of nature. We all know that. His arm talent, his escapability. He's been able to make things happen, but let's not pretend like the Kansas City offensive line, which is ridiculously banged up right now. Stefan Wisniewski started on Sunday. Yes, that's Stefan Wisniewski that used to play for Pittsburgh. He started for Kansas City on Sunday. And so you think about that, you think about the Kansas City Chiefs, they have some questions that need answered before I think anyone should go ahead and crown them the Super Bowl champions this this year for a second year in a row. I'm not saying it isn't going to happen. I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. I'm just saying that right now the Kansas City Chiefs, they have issues just like everyone else does. How about the Los Angeles Rams? Everyone was like, man, they're playing great football. They had beaten the Tampa Bay Bucks on primetime. They're looking great. People were wondering, are they going to compete for that NFC West title? Nope. Why? They lose to the winless Jets 23 to 20. You think the Steelers losses were bad? Washington, the Washington football team, when they lost to the, when the Steelers lost to them for their first loss, they had come off of big wins. They had had almost two weeks to prepare for that game. The Buffalo Bills are a legitimate AFC contender, a legitimate AFC contender. I'm talking about they're right up there with the chiefs they're right up there with the Steelers, obviously. They're right up there with the Titans. You name it, they can beat them. You lose to the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo on Sunday Night Football. I don't think there's any fan that, that should say that that's like a horrible loss. The Rams, you lose to the Jets? Come on now. Come on now. Could you imagine if that was the Steelers? Holy cow. Guard the bridges because people would be jumping off of them in Pittsburgh. No doubt about it. Let's go back to Thursday Night Football. The LA Chargers, the team that finds ways to lose almost as much as the Atlanta Falcons. The Las Vegas Raiders, who everyone thought was going to be a legitimate AFC contender, they were the team that beat the Chiefs earlier this year. Nope. The Chargers beat the Raiders in Las Vegas in overtime 30 to 27. How about another game this Sunday? The Indianapolis Colts beat the Houston Texans 27 to 20. That sounds great. That's two games against the Texans because they're AFC South division rivals. So they play each other twice. That's two games against the Texans where the Houston Texans literally fumbled the game away. They literally fumbled the game away. The Colts should not have won both of those games. Could they? Now, the Houston Texans would have tied the game unless Romeo Cornell decided to go for two instead of just kicking the extra point. And we'll never know what he would have done. But still, Indianapolis, if you're a Colts fan, I can't see you being super happy about the way that your team is playing against a team like Houston, whose defense is just awful. I mean, awful. So I I want to keep things in perspective for Steeler fans. The reason why I went through all that is that I wanted to really kind of, hey, Steeler fans, let's just remember that, come on now, like other teams are struggling right now too. Not every team is clicking on all cylinders and it's just the, the team to beat and all that stuff. So let's just get that out of the way right now. But let's talk about some of the Steelers' issues. The Steelers have issues. We know this. We've talked about it ad nauseum. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. We know the Steelers need to run the ball better. We know that the the skill position players, I'm talking about guys like Eric Ebron and Deontay Johnson, they need to just catch the football. Just catch the football. And lastly, the adjustments that are made. I'm really curious, what are the adjustments that the Steelers are going to make offensively going into this game on Monday night football. If we see the same thing that we've seen the last three, four weeks, I'm going to be absolutely furious. I, I'm, you will hear a, a, a ridiculous rant from me, either on Wednesday, Wednesday's let's ride or on the post game show after the game, because if they don't come out and say, you know what, we're going to do something that we haven't done a lot of. We're going to put Ben Roethlisberger under center. We're going to run play action pit passes. We're going to use Derek Watt in the backfield. Those are just some of the things. They don't have to do it all the time, but those are just some of the things that I would expect the Steelers to do, to change it up, to find a way to make the defense have to figure out, okay, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Think of it in like a baseball analogy. A pitcher has to have an off-speed pitch. Any pitcher that comes into a game that does nothing but throw gas, unless you're a Raldis Chapman or Randy Johnson back in the day, you're not going to be able to survive because hitters are going to catch up with your fastball. You have to be able to make them guess. It doesn't have to be a ridiculous curveball or a slider. It can just be a good changeup. Keep that arm slot the same, cover up your cover up those spots with the, with the grip and just throw a good changeup and it can be just as effective. The Steelers need to do the same exact thing with their offense. You don't have to always change it up, but you need to have a changeup. You need to have a something that you can turn to when things aren't going right and saying, okay, we need to throw a change up now. We need to mix it up. We need to mix up. The defense is getting – the defense is keying on us way too much. We are becoming too predictable. That's what they need to do. That comes down to adjustments. That comes down to running the ball. And like I said on past shows, someone, someone, for the love of all things holy, needs to go into a meeting, whether it's Ben Roethlisberger, whether it's Randy Featner, Whether it's Mike Tomlin, Matt Canada, I don't care who it is. Sean Surrett, the offensive line coach, someone's got to go into a meeting and say, All right, guys, look, I've been kind of hard headed here. I am going to go, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to do whatever it takes for this offense to work. And so Ben might say, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to put my pride to the side. Matt Canada, I welcome any idea that you have that you think is going to help this offense. If it means that I'm under center, I'll be under center. If it means that I'm never in an empty set, I always got to, I always have a running back next to me, then I'll do it. If it means that we're going to use Derek Watt, like an H back, and we're going to throw him passes more spider X, Y banana, as John Gruden would always say, then I'll do it. If we got, to, we got to, if we're going to start putting in more West coast offense style, um, you know, philosophy, I'll do it. That's what needs something like that needs to happen if this team's gonna go on a run. Because not everything about this team is bad, folks. Not everything. Yes, what I just named, in-game adjustments, drop passes in the run game, they're bad. Oh, they're bad. We know they're bad. But not everything is bad. Some stuff is actually good. Look at the cornerback. So Joe Hayden's gonna be back. He and Steven Nelson, I still think, are a top five cornerback duo in the National Football League. Cam Hayward is playing some really good football guys and gals that are out there listening. I hope that you all realize Cam Hayward's not getting the gaudy stats that he once got, you know, when he was having double digit sacks and leading the team in that category, but he is playing some really, really good football. Stephon Tuitt, he didn't have a good game last week, but he has had a really good season as well. So keep those two players in mind. TJ Watt is a defensive player of the year candidate for a reason, and I don't care who's opposite him. Alex Highsmith, Ola Denier, it could be, um, gosh, I forgot the player's name that they picked up off the Colts practice squad, I believe. I don't care who it is that's rushing the passer opposite him. They're going to get opportunities. I like that tandem. Now, their their inside linebacker can be a concern. I think when Vince Williams comes back, he and Avery Williamson, and there is a hope, fingers crossed, that Robert Spillane could rejoin the team at some point too. So there could be help coming in that area too. But guys, this defense is really good. They're really good. Even with the injuries, they're really good. That's crazy to think. Dave Schofield said it to me via our Slack. He messaged me and said, Uh, This Buffalo team is just throttling a pretty decent Denver Broncos defense. It just kind of shows you how good the Steelers defense is, even with all those injuries. So keep that in mind. On offense, the pass blocking has been tremendous. Ben Roethlisberger has been sacked the least amount of times as anyone in the NFL. And yes, you can say, well, you know what, Jeff? They're running these short pass patterns. They don't want to drop Ben back because they're afraid he's going to get hurt. I don't believe that, by the way. But it doesn't matter. Under this system, the way that they're doing it, Roethlisberger is staying upright. That was paramount entering the season, and the Steelers' offensive line has done the job. Period. They've done the job. So not everything on offense is bad. Not everything is bad. So I want you to think about that, and I ended on the positives there for a reason. If you think that this season is over, with three games left in the regular season and a playoff berth already locked up, Remember that this team is still really good. They just have to figure some things out. This happens for a lot of teams. There are bumps in the road, folks. No no one, and I mean no one, said that it was going to be smooth. No one in their right mind also, and this includes me, the biggest homer that most people have ever met or talked to, most people would say that they didn't expect a 16-0 season even when they were 11 and out. You just felt that they were going to lose at some point. You just didn't think it was going to look this bad at times. So is the season over? Well, I don't know. I I, I, well, I do know. It's not over. But let me say this. If you're sitting there listening wherever you listen and you think to yourself, yeah, this season's over. It's done. Then you know what that tells me? It tells me that you don't trust these coaches and these players to actually fix a problem. That's what it's saying. And I know that you think back to 2019, you think back to 2017, the 13-3 year where they lose to the Jaguars in the divisional round. You can think about all this stuff. I understand it. It's nature. It's, it's natural for fans to think back to the negatives. But yours telling me, if you are saying right now that this season is done, it's over, forget about it. If that's the way you're thinking right now, then you don't trust this team, you don't trust these coaches, you don't trust these players. I tend to trust the coaches and players. I've been burned many a times by that, trust me. Any Steeler fan that believes that has been burned, trust me. But you know what? The Steelers have three games left to get it right. Technically, I feel like that's more two. Because I have always said this, you can go back to our pre seed like when the schedule was released, we did a podcast and we went through predictions and I said, I think that the week 17 game against the Browns is going to be meaningless. It's not going to mean anything. The Steelers are going to have locked up a playoff spot. That seed is going to be locked in. They can't move either way. So let's say the Steelers win on Monday night. Let's say they beat the Colts next week and they're looking at the fact that no matter what, they can't the, the two seed is theirs, no matter what. There's nothing to play for. And then in week seventeen, they could rest they, they could rest guys if they want to. Get ready for the playoffs, make sure everyone's fully healed. You know, I'm thinking about guys like Ben, like T.J. Watt, uh, Cam Hayward. Just, just give them some rest. let them rest, let them heal up so that when the playoffs come, they're ready to go. But ultimately, they have at least two, three games left to get it right. that's That's not a lot of time. I know it's not a lot of time, but it's enough time and it starts with the Steelers playing on Monday Night Football, Paul Brown Stadium in Week 15. Who do I think is going to win that game? How do I think it's going to go down? Stay tuned after this break. We'll talk about that and a lot more. We'll be right back.
1: Plus.
2: all right pittsburgh Steelers fans jeff hartman here co-editor of behind the and your host for this let's ride monday wednesday friday morning podcast i thank you for taking some time out of your monday with me leading up to this big game and it is a big game It is a big game in case you missed my let's ride last week, where I talked about how this is the week where style points actually do matter. They actually matter. And I I do think that they matter. I honestly do. And I, I said it then I'll say it again. I feel like a huge hypocrite saying that because I was the guy that said, you know what? style points don't matter when they're barely beating some of these teams that you know they should have beat worse and they're 10 and 0 11 and 0 and you're just thinking it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win well this is a week where the Steelers need to actually show up they need to show up and they need to actually say we're going to show out and we're going to prove that the issues we had maybe that had more to do with playing three games in 12 days than it did with the fact that the Steelers are done maybe maybe I don't know so here's let, let's go over the, like I would do with all my picks. Okay. My picks weren't that bad this week, by the way, the Steelers are giving the Bengals 12 and a half points. So that's a big, big spread. Okay. First and foremost, the Steelers are giving the Bengals 12 and a half points with an over under set at 40 and a half. That number is shockingly low, but not really when you think about the fact that the Bengals are starting a third string quarterback in Ryan Finley. Okay, Allen, the guy who had started for Joe Burrow since Burrow went down with a knee injury a few weeks ago against Washington. He's been the guy, but he's gonna miss this game with a knee injury. So twelve and a half points, now you're thinking that makes a little bit more sense. It makes a little bit more sense that Vegas would say, okay pittsburgh double digits okay favorites over under 40 and a half you have to think it's because they might not think that the Bengals are going to score many points And the way that the steelers offense has been trending it doesn't look like they would be scoring many points either let's not forget that in the last four games okay the last four games the pittsburgh steelers offense yeesh, not very good not very good in fact, in their last four games, if I can find the stat here, here it is. The last four games, the Steelers' offense has averaged 19.5 points per game. 19.5 points per game. The defense has surrendered 16 and a half points per game. So when you think about my rule of 20, that's what I always say about the Steelers' team, the rule of 20. Keep a team off of 20 points, you score 20 points or more, and you're going to win. And so in other words, the Steelers should be able to score 20 points every time they step on the field. Can the defense keep a team off 20? I think they could, especially this week. So with the rule of 20 in mind, how do I think this game's going to go down? So I think that Finley's going to struggle. He's played against Pittsburgh. He played against Pittsburgh last year. People forget it was Ryan Finley, at quarterback, when they went to Pittsburgh, went to Cincinnati, needing a game, they had to win it. And they were on the verge of potentially taking the lead in that game late. If you remember, Finley connected with Tyler Boyd, down it was a seam route. Devin Bush was in coverage. It was Devin Bush stripping the ball from Tyler Boyd from behind. Minka Fitzpatrick recovered, and they ended up icing out the game. So Finley is not some guy that's going to come in here and he's not going to know what to do. And oh my gosh, the big bad Steelers or this, that, and the other. No, that's not going to be the case. Finley is experienced enough. He knows exactly what he's doing. I think he's going to actually at the early stage of the game he's going to look competent. We'll put it that way. He's going to look competent. But can they protect him? That's a big question. Can the Bengals protect Finley at the quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say no. I think the Steelers are going to get after him. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game with a final score of 34 to 13. That's right, 34 to 13. So when you look at the spread, I'm saying take the Steelers, giving 12 and a half, and take the over. 34 to 13 take the Steelers giving 12 and a half. I know that's a, that's a big point spread. And a lot of people that think about putting money on the Steelers shy away from picks like this. I get it. I'm going to say, take the Steelers. I think the defense is going to, I don't think the Bengals are going to be a score many points. I'll put it that way. And so it just comes down to, can the offense actually put together a plan and can they execute said plan to put enough points up? I think they do. And so that brings me to my next question. And this is an article. Uh, this is a reference to an article that Michael Beck, our deputy editor at Behind the Steel Curtain, he actually wrote this article. It ran on Sunday, and it was: Does a win versus the Bengals in Week 15, like, does, does it right the ship? Does it make everything better? And there's a lot of people that commented on that article and said, No, no, it doesn't. Why? The Bengals are two ten and one. There's no Joe Mixon. There's no Geno Atkins. Carlos Dunlop got shipped away. Joe Burrow's done for the year. AJ Green's a shell of his former self. No, that it doesn't matter. I disagree. Now, I I definitely hear everything that was just said, you know, and it makes total sense. It really does. But at the same time, I think that this is a, a game that if the Steelers go out and dominate, it's just what the doctor ordered. It could be that magic elixir that this team needed, period. And I, I, I would be ecstatic if the Steelers go out and win 34 to 13, not because I picked the score, but because they did it in a way that should silence some, not all, some critics. That's important. I think it's very important moving forward, especially against the big game against the Indianapolis Colts at home at Heinz the regular season finale at home, winning decisively on Monday night would be a really big jump starter into that next week coming off a short week again but this time they don't have to travel. All right. So that does it right? the ship? I think it can. I absolutely think it can. I want to finish this show with a little story. If you've listened to me enough on this, let's ride podcast, you know, I love storytelling. And this is a story about my family and it's about my family and mainly my dad and my brother and myself. And I, I, some people ask me, you know, like Jeff growing up, what was it like, you know, having your brother and your dad, but we used to watch Steeler games all the time together. And I honestly, I cannot even remember the last time that my brother, my dad, and I all watched a football, a Steeler game together. I can't think I, I literally, I'm trying to think as I'm doing the show, when the last, I cannot remember. It was supposed to be on Thanksgiving night. It was supposed to be on Thanksgiving night and the Ravens screwed the pooch on that one. Thank you very much, John Harbaugh. But nonetheless, to give you a glimpse of what it's like with my family, In my, in what it's like, uh, it's just it's so funny. It's a story I had to share. Okay, I had to share something. I told my brother I was going to share that on the podcast. So my dad and my brother and I have a text chain that we obviously will text about golf, about hockey, you name it. we'll, We'll text each other about it. So randomly out of the blue, my brother sends a text message to my dad and I and says, "I have figured out what is wrong with the Steelers, and I can't believe I'm just now realizing it now." To 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 give you some context here, my brother, he like he loves the Steelers, but he's not one that's going to like text us and say, "I know what they need to do." None of us know the game that well that we would ever do that. Even myself, I'm not going to say like, "Oh, they need to run more twelve personnel, or they need to put you know Watt back there." No, we're not. We're just we're going to talk about the team. We're going to talk about the games, but we're not that those type of fans. Just put it that way. And so, I'm like, okay. So my brother goes into this story about how he and his wife were walking their dogs the other day, and they found a wallet. Now, this was actually December 6th, not the other day, so I apologize. So on December 6th, they found a wallet. He picks up the wallet, looks in the wallet, there's some receipts and a $10 bill. There's no ID, there's no credit cards, nothing. So he brings the wallet back home. Now, I'm sitting there watching this these texts come through, and I'm just wondering, what does this have to do with the Steelers? Like what in the world does this have to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers? And my dad who my dad will literally pick up change anywhere. Like he, if he finds a quarter, it's like the best day of his life. He's like, yes, I just found a quarter. It's like, all right, pops. Good for you, man. But still he's like, wow, that's awesome. You got 10 bucks. And in the back of my mind, I haven't said a word yet in this text channel. Like, what does this have to do with the Steelers? My brother continues his story. He says, well, I totally forgot that when we found the wallet, it was soaking wet. It had been out in the rain. I brought it in, washed it, was going to take it to Goodwill. And I'm still thinking, okay, what does this have to do with the sealers? Here it comes. The next text from my brother, the wallet was a new England Patriots wallet. And I said, Oh my gosh, get that the heck out of your house as fast as possible. What are you thinking? And then my dad said, well, just give it to my cousin, our cousin married a, uh, he's, she went to lived in Boston and she married a Patriots fan. They actually live in Pittsburgh now, but still he said, oh, just give it to Amanda's Jay. And then I said, no, you got to get that. I said, you need to burn it? Like you need to burn that thing. Cause my brother said that the Steelers lost to the Washington football team right after they found it. And then they lost again. He said, it's, it, everything has happened since they found they, since he found that Patriots wallet and that Patriots wallet was in his house, in his possession. So I said, "You, you don't." I said, "Jay, got to get that bad juju out of the house, man. Like, do something about it." So later that evening, what does he do? Sends me a picture. Sends us in the text chain with my dad. Sends a picture that suckers in a bucket and it's burning. I love it. I love it. I love that. That's my family. Um, I really wish I could see them all more often. I wish we could watch football games together like we used to all the time. Uh, But I still love those type of stories, that my brother finds a New England Patriots wallet, connects it with bad juju for the Steelers, goes out and physically burns the wallet. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. But that's a glimpse for you listeners out there into what it's like to being a fan in a Hartman household. We take it serious. We take it serious. And, you know, jerseys worn, you got to wear the jersey that they're they're wearing the color. And if they're on the road, you got to wear your whites. If they're at home, you got to wear the black and you got to make sure that you're wearing everything's appropriate. My dad has a Steelers terrible towel. That was like one of the first terrible towels to come out and he only brings it out during the playoffs. It does not see the light of day unless the Steelers are in the playoffs. He's going to get to bring that terrible towel out this year. I'm excited for that. Maybe I'll go back and watch that game with him. We'll see. Nonetheless, folks, I thank you for listening to my stories. I thank you for listening to all of our podcasts. But really, for the Let's Ride family out there, and I feel like there's a really good, close-knit group of people, uh, we always communicate well on Twitter. So you can follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. Give me a follow, and I would absolutely love to talk with you about the show, uh, about the Steelers, about Pittsburgh sports. It's awesome. So make sure you check that out. Also, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, and follow, subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. There's more shows than just my Monday, Wednesday, Friday show. We've got Injury Report podcast, Mike Tomlin press conference recap podcast, the Steelers preview, the live mic on Tuesday, uh, the Steelers stat geek on Thursday morning, the Steelers hangover, the Scobro show. We've got so much content. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So, folks, hope the Steelers right the ship tonight. I'll be back after that game live on YouTube for the post-game show. Check it out, and then check me out on Wednesday for the next Let's Ride. And as we always finish it here, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day, everyone. Here we go, Steelers. Let's go. Let's get that W. Let's see.